Hey friends, I'm Brad Livingston, lead pastor here at Transformation Church. I want to personally welcome you to our podcast. At TC, we exist to see people transformed from who they are to who God wants them to be. So no matter where you are on your faith journey, I hope today's message inspires you to take one step closer to Christ. I believe if you're new here today, you're looking for something. And I pray that even what we're about to give you over the next five to 10 minutes um, is inspiration enough for you to say, man, I want to be connected to something like that. Um, But then after that, I've got something for you that I believe is for you and your family and your home. And we want to give that to you as well. All right, guys, even you, all of you online, we can't wait to, to give this to you. And so over the last 12 months, God has done some crazy things at Transformation Church, like crazy things at Transformation Church. It's been, it's been a wild ride. And we actually wanted to put some of that in front of you to kind of let you know, some of you have joined us over the last 12 months. And so you didn't necessarily see what this looked like coming out of COVID because um, it looked a little crazy and kind of on two wheels, if I can be honest. Like uh, it, was, it was a little nuts. But God has been doing amazing things. And so we just want to give you some of what we call wins here at TC. Because at Transformation Church, our passion drives our pursuit. And that's part of our code. What we mean by that is we, we love who God loves because we love him. And one of the things we say here all the time is every person matters because every person has a name. That means you matter to us. We've prayed for you. We've prayed about you. We've prayed that you would walk in these doors. We've prayed that God would uh, do something amazing in your life. And so we celebrate wins because wins are people and people matter, right? One of the other things that we say here at Transformation Church is that this is a search and rescue mission, right? That we'll never let this, uh, uh, we'll never let this, man, my mind just went totally blank. Lifeboat. I want to say battleship. Maybe we'll change it. We'll never let this lifeboat become a yacht club, which means it's all about what we're trying to accomplish, not what we're just trying to keep. And, uh, and so with that said, I want to put a few things in front of you. Do you guys know that uh, over the first 12 months since we've, matter of fact, this is since January of this year, we've had over 391 first-time guests walk through the door of this church. That's incredible. And not just that, we've had... 141 people give their life to Jesus right here inside these walls and online. So like amazing. That's the number I care about the most. We've had 51 people get baptized and declare Jesus as their Lord and Savior. And we've had 86 people complete next steps and get moving on their journey with Christ. And so that's amazing. And so right here at Transformation Church, here's what we believe. We want to help you out. If you're new, I want you to grab a hold of this because this is real, man. That it's not just enough that you say yes to Jesus. What does it look like to say yes to what Jesus wants for you? See, a lot of times we think saying yes to Jesus, we just say yes to Jesus. And I grew up in the environment where it's like, man, you say yes to God, but then you just kind of hang on until God comes back. Anybody ever felt that way? Like, I just got to time this rapture out right, make sure I don't say a cuss word right before. Like, we laugh, but that's real, right? So, like, we're just trying to do all the good things we can before God comes back and hoping it all works out. But I'm going to tell you, what if, what if we could help you discover that God's not running accidents in your life? He's running purpose in your life. And he wants you to find it. And so we celebrate not just you being here. We celebrate you knowing the living God of all creation. But we don't just celebrate that. We actually celebrate you getting plugged into something bigger than just waiting till he gets here. What if you could help introduce people to him until he gets here? And that's what it's about. That's the life that we're trying to live. And so we do that in three different arenas. And I want to give them to you very quickly. There's some people uh, that we've supported over the years, but there's some people that we're adding to that list that I'm super excited about. 
And so uh, we, we reach three different groups. The first thing we have, we have, we reach our world. And that's through international missions. And so a lot of people don't even know. Like, like someone asked me the other day, they said, like, what do we do for missions? And I was like, oh, my gosh, I can't. Even, like, we've been so busy getting into this building, we hadn't really talked about it. And so we wanted to give it to you. We're, gonna, we're about to put it on the wall out there. Um, but we support different missionaries in different countries. The first one is in Laos. It's the Jacks family. Um, and so we support them overseas every month, right? The next one. We support the nation of Israel, actually. So we, we give to them uh, through Christians United for Israel, which is a group, but we also help support other pastors in Israel that are preaching Jesus in Israel because those two things are separate, if you didn't know. Um, and so we are doing both of those things in powerful ways, uh, and we're giving to that. The next thing, uh, we support Jim McKeithen in Thailand, actually. So we have a missionary in Thailand. He lives in Thailand. We support him every single month. Um, and so we've been doing that for the last two years. And the reason that I'm giving you this information was twofold. One, I want you to know how many of you have ever wondered when you gave to a church where that money went, right? First of all, I drive a 2008 Tundra, so it ain't going to my car. I can promise you that right now. Okay. So, but, but we, we've all given to places and went, I don't really know where this is going, but I want you to see where it's going because a portion of every single dollar you give here goes to these people that are taking Jesus to unreached people groups across the, across the world. But there's one that we're adding in 2022 that just gets me all kinds of excited, right? And he lives in Pakistan, has an organization called Grace Network in Pakistan. His name is Danish Peter, and he is absolutely incredible and so for 2022, we are adding him as he's reaching not just Pakistan and the, one of the primary Muslim nations in the world, but he also runs an organization called Grace Network. Now, this is, I'm not about to take up a special offering for him, so calm down. Okay, I can see all the way. Oh, thank God. Okay, we're not going to do that. All right. What I want to do is give you the information. I believe if it's worth it. God will tell you what he wants you to do and whether or not you give more, give less, whatever. Right? That's not my job. I just want you to know that when we give, myself included, because me and my wife give here, we want to know where it's going. And I want you to know where it's going. And so Danish Peter, uh, he has Grace Network. And what's really awesome in the, about this is if you, don't know, if you don't know much about international missions, that's fine. Let me help you out. There's a space called the 1040 window on the map uh, of the whole world. And the 1040 window is where the most densely populated unreached people groups exist. So there are primarily Muslim, Buddhist and Hindu, right? And so all of that exists in this little window on the world map, right? And they call it the 1040 window. Well, they are reaching through Grace Network, right? Over 68 countries in the 1040 window. And so he has a live stream TV network that is piping into over 68 countries in the 1040 window alone where they're reaching people that are predominantly Muslim, Hindu, and Buddhist for the, with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Like, that is absolutely amazing. So, yeah, we can give it up for that. That's awesome. And so some of the nations that it includes, I just wanted to give you a few names in case you maybe haven't connected the dots yet. This includes Afghanistan. He has, as a matter of fact, he has five pastors that lost their life in Afghanistan recently, but he has even more that are getting ready to go back in, which says something about mission. You know what I'm talking about? Like, oh man, we lost some guys over there? Sign me up. You know what I'm saying? 
Like, I don't know about you, like, sometimes when it's too hot outside, I don't even want to go get the mail. You know what I'm talking about? Like, I'm like, ah, we'll just, like, round it up tomorrow. You know what I mean? Like, but, like, Afghanistan, China, Iran, Japan, Kuwait, Lebanon, North and South Korea, the Philippines, Turkey, and Pakistan. Those are just some of the nations that we're talking about. And in 2022, a percentage of everything you give here at Transformation Church is going to Grace Network and Danish so that we can reach more people in the 1040 window. And hear me, he's giving us testimonies right now of Muslims that are waking up in their bed crying out for Jesus because Jesus woke them up in the middle of the night giving them revelation in their dreams that he's the living God. And they're coming to him and changing their It's absolutely amazing. And so... We don't just reach internationally, though. We, we reach nationally as well. In our national missions, we have Arc, the Arc Church Planning Network, which this year, since January, we've helped plant over 70 churches in our country, right, which is absolutely amazing. Yeah, absolutely. You can clap for that, for sure. Like, it's amazing. How many guys know we need more life-giving churches in our country? Anybody ever been to a church where you walked out of there like, I don't ever want to go back? Right, like hopefully that's not here. Well, like, I don't, I don't, you know what I mean. But we need life-giving, gospel-preaching, Jesus-centered churches where people can meet Him in a real way, right? And so we've helped plant over seventy of those. Um, and one of the things I'm really excited with our national mission stuff is that this year we're finally officially launching something that we've been running for a while, but we haven't officially launched it as an organization, but it's going into our national missions budget, which is pastor to pastor. And Pastor Dan Livingston, uh, who is one of our pastors on staff, he's going to be heading up a national project where he's connecting pastors who have either fallen or are burnt out to a pastor that's healthy to restore them and keep them in the ministry and get their family back together so that they can finish well what they started with God. And so that's near and dear to my heart. Um, And so, man, part of, again, part of everything you give here, you don't have to give something special for that. Every time you give, it just goes to it, right? And so I know a lot of people are like, man, we got to keep the lights on. Hear me. We've never sat in an office and been like, man, we got to keep the lights on. All of our conversations are always like, who's the next person we can get money to to get more people to Jesus? Those are the questions we're asking. We're not talking about survival, man. We're talking about thrival. And so it's incredible. And so we have, then we reach our city. So we reach our, our world, our nation, and we reach our city with the local missions. Last year, we kicked off the Creative Academy. We have 10 students in the Creative Academy right now, which is absolutely incredible. Shout out to John and the team for all they're doing. But this year... Um, in 2022, we're launching officially our public classroom and athletic support, where we're actually going to be uh, partnering. I've been talking with Pastor Jonathan already a little bit lately, uh, and we're going to be partnering with the public schools in our area to support their athletics programs and their school teachers in the schools, right? And so we're going to be picking... <clears throat> We're going to be picking strategic teachers in classrooms where we're going to sponsor it and we're going to outfit their whole classroom with all the supplies they need for the whole year. Um, we're going to be picking <clears throat> strategic sports programs in the public high school and middle school system, and we're going to be funding the, the meals for their student athletes before their home games. We started last year, but we're officially launching it as something we're doing under our missions budget this year. And so everything you give, part of that is reaching a student in a school somewhere nearby. All right? So hear me. We're not talking about survival we're talking about thriving, right? And so 
we want you to know. And then to do that, our team has had to grow. And so quickly, I want to give this to you, and then we'll, we'll move on. Our team has had to grow. And so I want to introduce to you different people on the team and their official titles for what we have here at Transformation Church, because some of you just don't know that. Um, first of all, Pastor Dan, he's always been our founding pastor, um, but he's moving into a new role with us because it's no longer about what he did. It's about what he's about to do. You know what I'm talking about? For some of us, we need to grab a hold of what we did was cool, but what we're about to do is going to be even better. And so Pastor Dan uh, is stepping up to, he's going to be our health development leader for our staff and our team. And so he's going to be monitoring us. Pastor Justin, who has traditionally been our executive pastor, he's staying as a pastor for us. But he's stepping into a new role for legacy, or innovation and legacy development leader. And so essentially 90% of his attention is going outside the walls of our church where he's partnering with the Pensacola Young Professionals, the Chamber of Commerce, and all the areas in Pensacola where business professionals exist. He's going to them rather than hoping they come to us. And so part of his whole mission is going to be out there and let's start transforming our community. Listen, the gospels go and tell. Don't hope they come, right? And so we're, we're trying to be intentional about what that looks like. Pastor Jonathan, uh, our, our, our newest arrival, my guy uh, from Brooklyn. <laughs> Actually, he's from Mobile, technically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, by way of Brooklyn. He's our team development leader. Pastor Jonathan will be putting 100% of his attention inside the walls of our church. So our teams, our groups, our leaders, making sure that they're as healthy as possible so that we can grow this thing. As people come in, they need to find healthy people when they get here. Amen? And so we're intentional about that. Quickly. Some of you guys have seen John. He's been with us for three years now, and he's uh, doing an incredible job. Our creative director, John Sapp. Kyle Thompson is our programming production director. Um, and so Kyle's an absolute stud back there. Appreciate you, dog. And so, and then Adam and Anna Garrido are, are technically have been officially installed as our worship directors. And so uh, you guys see Adam up here hopping around playing his guitar and Anna not hopping around because she's 11 months pregnant. And so, uh, but... <laughs> They uh, officially as our worship directors, and we love them. Um, and then one of our recent additions, people have seen, but they didn't know what they were seeing uh, because it's been something that we've been moving uh, low-key. Uh, and Jamel Kidd is coming on as our music development leader. And so if you notice, you know, yeah, 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 absolutely. If you notice, he's the one, like, that can't help but move when he's playing his piano. You know what I'm saying? Like, just... So uh, love that dude to death. And he's helping accomplish. One of the things we love about TC is diversity isn't just something we accept. It's something we promote. And we want that to not just be in skin color. We want it to be in worship style. We want it to be intentional about how we communicate and, and everything we do here at TC. And, and so I, I sat down with him, and God just made that happen. Him and his wife, Danielle, were ex exceptional people and amazing. And so we're excited to see where God is taking that, right? And so our team is growing but I want to talk to you for a second about where we're going. When I say where we're going, I don't mean where TC is going. I mean where we're going. Look at your neighbor and say we. Okay, I don't believe you neither. Okay, say one more time. Look at your neighbor and say we. Okay, there it is. Some of you are at home. You look at the Starbucks barista and say we right now. Okay, like, all right. Like, we what? I don't, I don't know. So I want to talk to you for a second about taking ground. 
I went out of town recently. I was, I was in Destin for a few days just praying about next year. I said, God, what is it you want us as a church to be doing and getting ready for next year? And he said, this is what he told me. He said, I want you to get ready to start taking ground. And I said, God, what does that mean? <laughs> and he, he, he gave me this passage. I want to go there. Joshua 1 is, is the only, and chapter, Joshua 1 is where we're going to spend all of our time over the next few more minutes that we have left. And in Joshua chapter 1, something is happening. God is getting his people ready to go into the promised land. Now, if you remember, a few books ago, Exodus, God brought his people out of captivity, right? And so for some of you, maybe you don't know this story very well. The God's people, his nation was in Exodus. They were in slavery. They were in bondage. God brought them out. He was going to take them to a promised land. So he promised them something. It was a two-week journey, and it took 40 years. It wasn't because God couldn't do it. It's because they weren't ready. And finally, three books of the Bible later, we're in Joshua, and it's finally time that they go to the promised land. And this is what God says. You ready? He says, you and all these people, get ready. Turn to your neighbor and say, get ready. Now, listen, I don't just want you to say these words. I want you to let this get into your bones. God is saying, get ready. Get ready to cross the Jordan into the land I'm about to give to them, to the Israelites. I will give you every place where you set your foot. And I believe, even though in this passage, God is speaking to a specific people group at a specific time, right? What I, what I feel like God was communicating to me, what I know I was hearing from him, is the same tone of the message as what he's giving us. But it's not about land and property, It's about dominion and spiritual ownership over areas of your life. That God is saying, I want you to get ready because what you've gone through up until until now has only been preparing you for where I'm taking you. There's a passage in the Bible that says, God, according to my affliction, now bless me. And how many of you would love for what you've gone through and the trials and the struggle and the pain to only be a glimmer of how much God's about to give to you? And I'm not into the prosperity gospel stuff where we come to Jesus so we can get things. What I'm here to tell you is God makes covenants with his people that when we come to him, we can also lean on him for the promises that come from him. And so these are the areas that God wants to communicate to you to get ready. All right, I want to give them to you quickly. Number one is your faith. Your faith. Some of us have treated faith right, as just a get-out-of-hell-free card. But God says, I want you to get ready because there's something bigger coming for you. And if you'll look for it, I have it ready to give to you. Your faith. The next one is your family. Your family. Some of you have been praying for sons, daughters, mothers, fathers, aunts, uncles, cousins, husbands, wives, and children. You've been needing God to do something. You've been praying. You've been crying. You've been searching. And I'm here to tell you right now, I believe what God is saying right now is get ready because there's something coming for you. There's something coming for your family. How many of you guys got someone you're praying for right now? You're believing God's going to do something special in their life, right? And so next one is your finances. Your finances. You say, does that have to do with like God's promises? Absolutely. Because he's a supernatural God, but he uses natural resources to accomplish his mission. Hear me, if his purpose is going to go forward, how do you think he's going to do that? 
He's not just going to make it appear over there. He's going to fund it through the people in here. So when God wants to do something outside the walls, he gives supernatural blessing to the people inside the walls to make it possible to do it outside the walls. And so here's what I'm trying to tell you. Some of you, God has been giving you dreams, ambitions, desires, business plans. Hear me, it's getting close to time for you to be someone that God can use to accomplish something great, not just for you, but for everything he wants to do. And then the last one is your future. Your future, your, fa- your faith, your family, your finances. But hear me, God is preparing right now to unlock something that is going to change where you're going. I can hear some of you in here right now like, okay, yeah, I know you've been, I get it. Cool things are going to happen. But for some of us, we'll grab a hold of this truth and God's going to unlock some things. But here's what I want. I want you to grab a hold of a few things. And I put these in your notes. Taking ground. Turn your neighbor and say taking ground. First one, taking ground might mean letting go of what you thought was going to be there. Taking ground might mean letting go of what you thought was going to be there. Your future, your purpose, God's plan, maybe the best thing you've ever seen in your life, it might just be a little different than you thought it was going to be. It might look a little different, right? It might might mean letting go of what you thought was going to be there. Taking ground, number two, might mean letting go of how you thought it was going to look when you got there. How many of you guys know God doesn't always show up the way we thought he was going to show up when he thought he was going to show up? Anybody ever prayed before and been like, God, I really thought you were going to do this a month ago, a year ago, decade ago? Okay. How many of you guys have ever been like, God, it's too late now. What if it's not going to look the way you thought it was going to look? But he comes through and then lastly taking ground might mean letting go of how you thought it was going to happen. And I thought it was going to go this way. I thought we were going to have this. But hear me. I know some of you, again, I, I can hear some of you now, like I can, or I can hear some of them now, right? Like talking about the Israelites. They've been wandering around the desert for 40 years. 40 years. I'm 34. That's more than my whole life, right? And I can imagine Joshua... <laughs> showing up and being like, hey, it's time. And they're like, oh, yeah, it's time. <laughs> How many of us, don't lie, come on now. How many of y'all were the sarcastic air quote people? All right, let's be real. It's time. We hear you, right? But I'm here to tell you, he shows up and says, no, 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 it's time. You see, I can imagine there were some people that are like, yeah, sure, whatever. I want you to think for a second, though, about like the kids, There were some kids that were born into a promise that they never even understood why they needed it. There were some people in this group, they only ever knew what it looked like to wander around the desert. Come on, I want you to lean in this for a second because I'm talking for some of you right now. Some of you, your grandma's been poor, your mom was poor, your great-grandma was poor, and you think you're going to be poor. You grew up in this and you've never known what it looked like for anything to be different. For some of you, your grandfather was an addict, your father was an addict, and you think you're going to be an addict because you grew up in this. You didn't know it was possible for anything to be different. There were kids that were born in the desert that didn't know anything different than the desert. 
But hear me, God's contingency on giving you a promised land isn't what you've known. It's what he knows. It's what he can provide. It's what he can give you. What you came from isn't what matters. Where he wants to take you is what matters. And so I'm going to tell you that there is a promise for us that we can look to, we can actually come to. And that's what I hope some of you grab a hold of. I believe there are some people that will walk out here today and they're like, oh, that was a decent message. At least we know where our money's going. But some of you, I really feel like God is looking at you saying, if you'll grab a hold of some truths, he will set a foundation on the ground for the future that what is ahead of you is better than what's behind you. But if you're going to take ground, you got to know a few things. See, if you're trying to see through natural eyes how a supernatural God is about to do supernatural things, you're never going to have supernatural experiences. I'm going to say that again. If you're trying to see through natural eyes, I don't see how God can do this. Those are natural eyes. But if you're trying to see through natural eyes how a supernatural God can do supernatural things, you'll only ever experience natural experiences. Because we have to start looking at things the way God looks at things. He doesn't look at things the way we look at things. And here's where I believe a lot of us have been. I believe a lot of us have have been experiencing what I call defensive living. How many, so everyone say defensive. Look at your neighbor and say defensive, right? And so I believe a lot of us have been experiencing defensive living. And let me show you what that means. How many of you has the enemy just thrown some stuff at you over the last two years? Thrown some stuff at you. I want you to get ready because I'm, I'm about to throw some stuff at you. Raise your hands. Go and keep them up for a second. All right. Boom. All right. So we got, keep your hands up. Boom. All right. Keep your hands up. Where are we at? Where are we at? Boom. Okay. If you see him on the ground, go ahead and pick him up. There, boom. And so here's what, keep your hands up. I'm coming for y'all. I'm coming for y'all. There might be a hundred dollar bill on one of them. I'm just kidding. There's not. There's not. Okay. But, but. So, boom, if you see him on the ground, pick him up, pick him up. All right. Boom. Oh, yep, you, you, right? And here's how some of the stuff felt. Now, I picked ping. I was going to throw tennis balls. <laughs> That's why I didn't. Okay, y'all figured it out. All right, so, so anybody else? Any, any, okay, yep, yep, see, see, but, I'm, yep, I, I can't, these are tennis balls. I can't get them way out there, all right? So, so okay, there, so. How many of us have felt like, how many of us have felt over the last couple of years, the enemy's just been throwing stuff at us? It's kind of been like, man, just one thing after another. But here's what I realized is as the enemy's been throwing stuff at us, how many of you noticed that when I threw the tennis ball at dawn, it hit Ricky? Right? I, I hit dawn, but I also hit the people around dawn. Because when the enemy comes at you, he doesn't just come at you. He comes at the things and the people around you. Am I right? Anybody ever notice how when you go through something, it doesn't just affect you. It affects your marriage. It affects your friends. It affects your job. It affects everything you're touching, right? And I really felt like God put this on my, on my heart when I, I was just, I spent a week away. Just trying to, again, trying to hear from God. And he woke me up the first night I was there. I didn't, my wife didn't go. Nobody else went. It was just me. And the first night I was there, because there, there's something powerful about turning the noise off, because when you can't hear everything else, you can hear what you want to hear a lot clearer. He woke me up at 3 o'clock in the morning, Monday night. I got there Monday or Tuesday morning, Monday night. He woke me up at 3 o'clock in the morning. 
And I'm not one of those people like God speaks to me all the time. I'm, I'm just not, I, I, wish I, I wish I could confidently say that more. But I feel like if you're going to say God spoke to me, you better have it right. I'm, I'm, I'm for going Old Testament on false prophets. Take them out back, throw rocks at them. So, but anyways, I had to get that off my chest. But the reason I say all this, we woke me up at 3 o'clock in the morning. So I went and got some water. And I was standing in the, uh, in the kitchen there in this little nook. And a voice louder than I've ever heard in my own head. And sometimes you've had an experience where you just knew God was talking to you. That was what this was. He said, it's all spiritual. And so like, I was like, all right, what is? You know, it's 3 a.m., dog. Like, I don't, you know, like, what is? And this is what God told me. He said, the battles your people are facing are all spiritual. And I said, what do you? He said, I want you to go home and I want you to get them ready. Because the promised land waits, but they're going to have to look past what they've been through to see where I'm taking them. And I feel like for many of us, and I'd be lying if I didn't say I could be part of this group too sometimes, we've gotten so used to dodging what the enemy's throwing at us that we don't even realize he quit throwing already. What are we doing? We're exhausting ourselves, bobbing and weaving an enemy that quit throwing punches a while ago. I'm so tired. I'm exhausted, man. This is hard. And God's like, why are you still moving? And then here's what he told me. Um, and it, and it, it had such an urgency to it that I legitimately thought at, before he said it's for your people, I thought he was talking about me and I legit thought something was about to happen in my room because it had such an urgency to it that I turned the lights on and was looking for something. Like, I'm not kidding. I was like, are you in, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not in here trying to like spiritual box or nothing, but I was like, these are ready to eat for everybody. I mean, you know, and so like, and so I was, I was looking around and that was when God said no to your people and, and I'll quickly give this to you. I feel like what God said for some of us is we can't look forward because we're too busy dodging the past. I want all of you to grab that tennis ball that you should have in your hands, hopefully, right? Because here's what I've realized. How many of you guys have felt like over the last couple of years, you've just been cooked, man? It's like everything that could come at you is coming at you. You've just been tired. But hear me, I want you to look at me. We're almost done. You made it. Like you hadn't thought about this yet, have you? You made it. You're here. Like the enemy's best efforts. He shut a country down. He shut a world down and you made it. Like you're here. Your head is still, you woke up today and you got something to praise God over. Like you're here and you made it. Here's what I realized. 
If, you got a, a, if you've got one of these, just stand up right where you're at. Just stand up. Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh, that's a lot more than I thought. All right. Because here's what I realized. And you ever played dodgeball before? Anybody dodgeball, right? What happens when one person has thrown all the dodgeballs they have? That means the other team's got all the dodgeballs. And some of you have been bobbing and weaving so long, you forgot the enemy already emptied his quiver. He doesn't have anything left to throw at you. He doesn't have anything left to put in your face. He doesn't have anything left to try to make you dodge and bob and weave. He doesn't have anything left to throw at you. You made it. You made it. Like despite the depression, you made it. Despite the hardships, you made it. Despite the marriage problems, you made it. Despite how difficult things were, you made it. And here's what I'm here to tell you. Are you ready? The very thing the enemy threw at you is the very thing you get to throw back. Oh, some of y'all don't got me yet. I said, the fact that you've been praying for your marriage means that there's something in store for your marriage and you get to grab a hold of that thing and say, no, 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 I'm going on the offensive what I used to be defensive about. And so on the count of three, I can't believe I'm gonna do this. I want y'all, I'm gonna play the enemy for you. You ready? On the count of three, I want you to take the thing. Come on, I want you to attack. Even if you don't have one, I want you to attach for a second what you've gone through over the last two years to something in your hand. I want you to think about it. This is what the enemy's thrown at me. This is what I've been dealing with. On the count of three, I want you to either mentally or physically with those ping pong balls, I want you to throw those things at me. <laughs> right? Okay. I want you to throw those things at me. Are you guys ready? One, two, three. Throw them at me. Come on, come on, come on. Shoot, 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 shoot. All right, all right, all right. Okay. No, okay. So... You can sit down. You can sit down. What did y'all are like? This is crazy. What did y'all see me doing? What if you could start using your prayers to put the enemy on his heels rather than living on yours? What if it's time we stop living like this and we started living like this? All right, God. Because, I mean, it's never been about your strength. It's always been about God. It's never been about what's inside of you. It's always been about what's in heaven. We don't need smaller problems. We need to be connected to a God that's bigger than our problems. So I'm here to tell you, what will it look like? I want to give you this to you quickly. Joshua 1, 7 and 8, it says this, be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey the law my servant Moses gave you. Don't turn from it to the right or the left that you may be successful wherever you go. It says, keep the book of the law on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so you can be careful to do everything written in it. Then, say then, you will be prosperous and successful. God says, there's a formula to experiencing my blessing, but we've dropped the formula because we've been too busy playing defense. He says, there's a way you can play offense, but we've been convinced by the enemy and social media and news networks that we just need to be trying to figure things out. God says, I've got it figured out. What if you just started playing offense with me rather than playing defense against the enemy all the time? If you do this, then you can experience this. 
See, I want to give you this. Taking ground is an act of favor. Not a favor, it's an act of favor. It's God's blessing. Favor is a blessing. Favor is a blessing, and blessing starts with obedience. Which means, are you ready? Taking ground starts with obedience. I'm not talking about being saved or getting saved. I'm talking about trusting God for everything he wants to give to you. Right? Listen to me. To see what you've never seen, you're going to have to do what you've never done to experience what you've always hoped to experience. Let me say that again. To see what you've never seen means you're going to have to do what you've never done so that you can experience what you always hoped you would experience. It's time we get connected to what God is doing, which we go to Joshua 1, chapter 11, or verse 11. This is what Joshua tells him. You ready? Go through the camp and tell the people. Get your provisions ready. Three days from now, you're going to cross the Jordan here to go in and take possession of the land the Lord your God is giving you for your own. And here's what I believe the message is for all of us today. Get ready. There's promise that God wants to give you. There's hope he wants you to walk in. There's a joy that you seem to have lost over the last little while that he's ready to restore. There's a hope, there's a faith, there's good news. There's something that he wants to do in your life. There's purpose, there's favor, there's blessing he wants to unlock in us. There's, listen to me, there's a better marriage for you that God wants to unlock for you. And it's gonna come when we go offensive, not just stay defensive. There's, there's a better relationship with your kids and your parents that you can have. God wants to unlock for you. There's blessing, there's truth, there's life that God wants to give to us. I'm here to tell you God's word for, to me for you for 2022 is, Let's take some ground. Let's take ground in our marriages. Let's take ground in our homes and in our families. Let's take ground in our jobs and our finances. Let's take ground. And so what does that mean? This should be in your notes. This isn't something you're gonna give to us. This is something you're doing for you. What's about to change for you? And I even gave you some check boxes. What am I saying yes to prioritizing in my life? Because again, taking ground comes from favor. Favor is part of blessing and blessing comes with obedience, which means taking ground is part of obedience. And I put some check boxes and I want you to do it for you. What are the things you're getting ready to say yes to? I'm gonna start prioritizing these things in my life because you don't take ground playing defense. You take ground playing offense. And so I want you to hit those boxes. Maybe you didn't get notes on the way in, get one on the way out. Get to that list, check those boxes. What is it I'm saying yes to? Then I'm gonna say, all right, God, I'm putting it all on you. I'm saying yes. Prioritizing church on Sundays. Some of us, maybe that's where we need to start. If that's you, no judgment. I'm not here to beat you up. Let's start there. For some of you, it's prioritizing relationships and groups. You need to get connected to people, man, and let people start helping you get free. For some of you, it's making a difference on a team. Listen, you can go to next steps today. 
and they'll get you moving because it's time you finally get moving. Become active in your faith, prioritizing my daily prayer life. If, if we were being honest, we could probably all check the last two boxes. Prioritizing my daily prayer life and prioritizing studying my Bible. In January, we're launching a series of groups where we're literally just gonna teach you how to read your Bible. Because I know for some people that's hard, right? And so we're gonna do that. We're gonna help you, but here's what I wanna know. I want you to know your obedience to taking ground today unlocks the promised land of tomorrow. Your obedience to taking ground today unlocks the promised land of tomorrow. Let's get connected to the God that's bigger than everything. He can do more than we could possibly think or imagine. And let's get connected to him at such a level that we can have confidence that everything he has promised us, we can trust it's gonna come. Can I, can I get an amen on that? Amen, amen. How many guys are ready to take ground? All right, let's, let's pray. Father, we thank you. We thank you for all you've done up until now and all you're gonna do moving forward. So God, we surrender to you. We love you today. I pray for every marriage. I pray for every home. I pray for kids and parents, family members. I pray for finances. I pray for dreams that people have given up on. God, I pray that you unlock right now in Jesus' name, everything you've promised to people that they maybe have given up on. They've been playing defense for too long. God, I pray that you prepare their hearts to start taking ground in Jesus' name that you would give them everything they need as they trust in you more and more. We thank you today and we love you. It's in your name that we pray. If you're here today, very quickly, you need Jesus in your life. Today you're here, you say, I'm ready to take ground, but I need to be honest. My life doesn't, believe, doesn't belong to God and that's what I need. But if you're ready to start there, I wanna invite you to say this prayer with me. It's very simple. Say, dear Jesus, forgive me. I believe in you. I believe you died for me. I believe you paid for my sins. So I give you my life. Make me brand new. Give me a fresh start. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. TC, let's give it up for all those that prayed that perhaps for the first time. We celebrate with you. Awesome.